I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is. Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. All right, this is The Big Douglas Show. Reverend Big Pooh's in the co-host chair. And today we have none other than the mouth of the South, Fred Smoot himself. Fred, how are you today? I'm good, brother, man. How y'all doing, man? Thanks for having me on. Uh, thank you for joining us. Doing great. So, Fred, it's uh, just about time for training camp. So, I'm curious. I know you've been out of the game for a little bit. Have you? Yeah. Do you still get that itch? What side uh, is the is the mind still get ready for a full season, <laughs> or are you happily retired, thinking nothing of being on the field anymore? Well, first of all, happily retired. Second, check this out. It's just one of these things where your body gets on the calendar. And every year around this time, I will start to uh, get this little nervous twitching my stomach around July because they usually mean August we're going to have training camp. Right? It means the season is here. Until I wake up, they'll be like, well, you ain't got nowhere to, <laughs> to report to. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's always going to be there. But we can still live through it through the youngsters by watching them, watching them play. So now we get to have favorites all over again. You know, you, when you're playing in the league, you have people you respect, especially at your position, but you never really have your favorites because you are your favorite. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But when you finish, you get to kind of live through the youngsters and watch your team still play. And plus, you know, I'm still involved a lot over there at the park, so I, I, I still feel a part of it. I'm not, like, fully displaced from it. I still get to be around it. I still get to report about it. I still get to talk about it. So I still get to kind of live it. But my body doesn't miss it at all. Oh, my body's never felt like it felt right now. It feels great right now. <laughs> uh, Fred, I, I know a lot of a lot of times players that once they're done with the game, they'll step away for a little bit, and they'll come and either try to coach or mm-hmm. scout and get into the front office. Have you ever thought about scouting or, or, or yeah. maybe coaching? Well, you know what, uh, I could be a great coach because uh, you know, I know how to I know how to communicate, and that's what coaching is about: communicate knowledge. Uh, I just don't think I want to give football that much more of my life. Coaching is a lot. I think people don't understand. Coaches, they spend a lot of time over there. Now, scouting and becoming a GM, I love that. Now, that's something that I would consider doing because I think, you know, I think just being around the locker room, being around teams, I know how to put teams together because it's not always about who can play this and who can play that. It has a lot to do with our personalities also and actually putting the right group together and, and allowing that group to grow. So, yeah, GM, scout, I can, I can see myself doing some of that in the future. Coaching, not so much. I can't do it. Can't do it. Can't win with them. <laughs> but I, I know you have been, uh, you know, a leader of the Wolf Pack. Yes. Uh, we know Warriors is out. Now, I heard that you are nervous now about <laughs> the uh, direction of uh, your favorite new moniker. What say you? Do you think there's a chance? Maybe it's just Wolves. I personally think it's just going to be Washington football team. Where are you at on that now? Well, I don't know. I think I'm nervous like everybody else. You know how this idea is. I'm going to tell you what the team did to us. You know how your mom wrapped their prayers and put it under the tree 30 days before Christmas and you keep walking back <laughs> and forth past that Christmas tree? Like, I wonder what's in the box. So one day you start to shake the box and you still can't figure it out. That's what we're doing, but it's 365 days until we find out what the name is going to be. I, I, I totally don't know. Like, 
I knew the one thing I can say, thanks to Red Wolf Nation, we 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 put out we put out how we felt out there. And, and I yeah. think we made some come to reality that a lot of people didn't think about. And what I tell people is, how is the new name going to connect with the, the younger fan base? Right, how is the new name going to give us Every stadium, every fan base has these things they do, a part of a, 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 a you know, some that these monikers and these things that they do. So I ask yourself, with the Washington football team, what is the moniker that you grew up on? Or what do you identify with? Like, that's the whole thing. What do you identify? I understand the soccer pitch on it, but what do you identify with? Think about this with the Red Wolves. We get to keep the HTTR, so now it's hell to the Red Wolves. All right? The Cowboys is our rival. A cowboy job is to protect the herd from wolves. All right. All right. So it's all interconnected. We get to keep the color. And you got to realize this. How how loud is a stadium going to get when Terry McLaurin catch a touchdown and everybody still howling like wolves? All right. You can literally, you would literally hear that 80,000. I'm not howling at nobody. I promise. Hey, hey, listen to me. You would literally, every dog within a 10-mile radius would start to howl back. That's how loud that it would be. All right, so we have to have these traditions that go with whatever imagery or whatever logo or whatever name you chose. Let me tell you something. The Seattle hockey team, they just going to play this year, next year, really. Yeah. They chose the Seattle Kraken. They hit it right on the head. Uh, it, it, uh, a mythical creature. They hit it right on the head. We are the same group of people that had a chance to rename a team before. The Bullets, and we picked the worst logo and the worst name of all time. <laughs> we went from a bullet to a whistle. <laughs> Listen to me. I've been in D.C. 20 years, never bumped into Gandalf. Never bumped into Harry Potter. None of these wizards <laughs> I truly bumped in. Not in Southeast, not in Northeast, none of the waterfront. I don't know where it came from. I don't know what it is. So we have proven as a fan base that we're incapable of picking great names. So I just hope we don't let the Red Wolves go to the side. Like you said, I could just take the Wolves. And I never knew this. I had to look at it. For football to be a tough sport, why is it all these birds? When did birds become tough? All right, we have no canines in the NFL, none. The Browns are named after Brown, Mr. Brown. All right, so let's be clear. No canines, but we got Seahawks and Cardinals and Eagles and Falcons, all these birds. No dogs, no dog representation. The wolf pack, the wolf, hey, hey, the, hey, the Stark family. You know how many facets we gonna have in the stadium? It, man, imagine Halloween. All these werewolf costumes, man, just it works. It works. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Listen, you sold me. <laughs> I'm so. Will you be howling at your TV, Pooh? Yes, I would be howling. And then think about, <laughs> think, think about when you're with your kids and they still howling. Think about when we get the new stadium. Let's if we if we pick the Red Wolves, we can literally have the first dog-friendly stadium. And when we howl, they'll still howling. Right, you just don't know what all the stuff you can do with the with the Wolves. Now you say you good with what Washington football team? I'd be fine. Saying, I, well, I would be fine with that. I, that's just personally what I think it's going to end up being. All right, really so now, now tell me. Give me some of the things y'all gonna do while I'm at the game, sitting there. Tell me what y'all gonna do. <laughs> Tell me what y'all gonna do. Go team. That depends on if we're winning or losing. Uh, all right, so I'm just saying, when we winning, 
All right, when you score a touchdown, what are you what, what what's what y'all doing? I don't know. I'm not howling either way. So I don't, I, you know, I don't. Listen, That's all I'm saying mean. is this. Listen, Why the pit bulls? let's be the pit bulls then. You you are four butt lights away from howling, like a dog. All right. You are four <laughs> butt lights away. I, you know I assure it. you it takes more than four butt lights. <laughs> Big Pooh, what is what do you think today should be? I'm good with the Red Wolves. I'm 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 good with the Wolves. I I just I'm sitting here thinking like there are no canines in the NFL. None. <laughs> there really are. So I, I mean I I can be good with the Wolves. I, I'm just I just want them to keep the colors. That's it. That's all I care about. Yeah. That's it. And I think we're gonna keep the Burgundy and Gold, and that's what the Wolves yeah. let us do. The Wolf Pack allows us to do it. The new and stadium. That, the and, Wolf and that's team. what happens if you stick with Washington Football Team. You just go by the Burgundy and Gold. So, and what do we do when the burgundy and gold score? Do I start coloring in a coloring book? High Bud Lights, my brother. I like high five Bud Lights. See, see, Fred, Fred trying to create that college atmosphere. That I've been yes. to an NFL game. I've been to a well, college game. Fred, Fred's the dog anyway. So, of course, he's the dog. All I know is this: the pack will survive. The one thing about wolves, they are pack hunters. They have to rely on teamwork. All right, they survive in the worst. The one thing about a wolf, he can hunt in the summer. He can hunt with his ice on the ground, so we can go to Green Bay on the road and play. And, and, and the wolf pack will come. And then we got a, a wolf like two twin alpha wolves like Sweat and Chase on that defense. Imagine all 11 running like a pack of dogs. Man, listen to me. You don't understand how it gets the adrenaline pumping. Because what you selling, say it, it, it tastes like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Right? It's just very plain, very straight to the point. Uh, you know, and, and guess what? My auntie can make it. And she literally can't see out of Frank, one eye Frank, and, we won't, we won't and got a mustache. We won't take peanut butter and jelly slander on this show now. I, I, no, I'm just, I'm just telling, I'm just telling you because I, I can see like myself. Wolves. I think I could be sold on wolves. I don't know what it is about red wolves. And I think it starts with an R. I think that's actually a problem. From the team, I think they don't want any. Uh, nothing starting with PPR no more. I think I could do wolves though. Yeah, HTTW. It's the same. <laughs> hail to the Washington. Hail to the wolves. It's, it's all the same. It's, it's, it's all, it's all the, same. the same. The, the and people they, don't better not say, "Ain't no wolves in Washington." Well, it ain't no giants in New York either. Last time I checked, and it ain't no Panthers in in, in Carolina. And I ain't seen no Falcon in Atlanta, and I lived there for a while. All right, so let's be honest. Right? You don't need to connect in a way that just, you know, has to be something locally. If that's the case, we might as well go by the Washington Go-Go's and just leave it at that. No, you want to get something that you can bring. You got to realize, you have a chance as an organization to make a whole nother billion dollars off of apparel. Because now yeah. all the fans have to go buy new stuff, all right? So yeah. at the end of the day, if you hit this on the head, you're talking about even gaining new fans. Jerseys are getting better. We all The one thing I already hated was I was like, we need to update our jerseys. All right? They look the same. They are green ward his rookie year. I wore it my rookie year. That's a shame. <laughs> right? That's a shame. We should be updated. So, yes, I want to see a venture to them come out there in all gold. I like when they go all gold. I want to see different variants of different things. Oh, absolutely. And I think your Red Wolves, sorry, our third, I saw Vegas today has Red Tails, which is odd to me because I had not heard anybody talk much at all about Red Tails. 
Number one, though, according to Vegas, Washington football team two and Red, and Red Wolves three. Well, at least we on the board. They tell you how we went from not even existing to I started, we started a movement and it kept on going. It kept on going. So no matter what happened, some, I'll be synonymously linked to the name, no matter what happened. Because if they just name it the Washington football team, I'm going to have a facet of the stadium that's still going to wear wolf masks and be wolf. Because <laughs> when you name us, because when you went, you name us Washington football team, that gives everybody uh, mm -hmm. an open pass to kind of uh, attach their own identity to that name. So it's going to be a wolf back there. It's too late. It's too late. It's too Once late. you let it's a wolf late. around, it's too late. We are here to stay no matter what the name is. Mark my words. It will be a section in that stadium. I call it the Stark family. Oh, the Stark family. And I, and, and I go by the, the, the old alpha male of Fred Art Stark, all right? And with the Stark family, we'll be there. Hey, listen to me when I tell you this. Winter, winter is coming. Hmm? Winter is coming. Fred, let me, let me ask you this. I, I, I see you, you, great salesman for the name. Did, they, <laughs> yes. did yes. they give you a chance as a former player to weigh in? I know they didn't tell you what it is, yeah. but did they give you a chance to weigh in? Well, you know what? Because, like I said, I'm always over there and I'm always doing stuff. They know they know what I got riled up. And on a couple of shows I've done, I've I've got on there with with, with Red Wolves t-shirts, and so I've staked my claim. I've let them know how <laughs> I feel, and I find that exciting. Like to get to do this with the fans, and and just the fact that the organization is listening. That says a lot. Just the fact that they mm -hmm. are listening and saying, you know what. Let's let them have some input. Not saying we're gonna let the fans pick the name, but let let them let's listen to what they do like and what they don't like. And you're right, Doug. I haven't. I, Red Tails has always been there, but I'm shocked Vegas has it in second and not the Red Wolves. I think the Red Wolves has a lot more momentum than I, the, I've uh, seen a lot more for sure. And not second, first. Washington football team is second. They got Red Tails number one. They got Red Tails number one. Yeah, I can't believe it. No, I just don't. And, and I, I haven't, haven't heard anybody I, even say Red Tails for like eight months now. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't heard momentum on that one. I think, I think they, I think they did give you a signal when they threw. They made sure because I always say when you listen to somebody, listen to what they really said. They literally came out and said, "Okay, we're gonna tell y'all next year what the name is, but it ain't Warriors." So they make sure the child. We, we threw that one out of it. All right, like right. why? single just that one out that's the question you got to watch you know i watched enough csi to understand how to investigate this right so i'm i'm like all right so you're gonna pick the words and make sure that you say and not this one why you think that one because it had some intention of native americans or something like that they want to make sure probably that's what they said it makes me wonder how close wolves is i mean anything could be close i, I I don't know. Maybe they're going to start axing one off each week. Hey, and maybe they start to do that until we get to, like, the top two or three. And I'm telling you right now, the Wolfpack will be here regardless of what the name is. Because if you That's go probably. with a plain name, if you go with a plain name, you yeah. give us authority to attach to something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Fred, let's get on the field for a little bit because we do have a season coming up. They uh they upgraded a corner. I think everybody agrees with William Jackson. What what is the potential of this secondary? 
with that defensive hey, line up there. I am, I am, I'm so happy for William Jackson because sometimes you can get kicked to the back of the bus and nobody ever see your talent. And sometimes in Cincinnati, we don't really watch guys and see what they really can do. I, I think he's going to be great, but I am so ready to see Benjamin St. Juice. Listen mm -hmm. to me. He's going to ball. 6'3", 205, can play inside corner, outside corner, safety, scrum safety and free safety. He can play anywhere on the field. Mark my word now. Oh, Davis, our middle linebacker, going to have a hell of a year. But we Benjamin will be – about that a little bit on here, kicking St. Juice out so that uh, 29 can go into the nickel again. Yeah. Oh, no, he can play it all. So it's going to be hard to kick this guy off the field. He will be the defensive uh, rookie of the year when it comes to uh, our team. I'm telling you that, that now. He will be that guy. And I and I know I'm in the linebacker going to have a hell of a day. going to have a hell of a year. I know this. But I think this guy behind this defensive line, and what people keep forgetting, we have so much – we're in the log jam at defensive line. We've drafted so damn well that people don't understand that Matt Ioannidis is back, right? And he has the highest grade internally of all of them. You still have Payne. You still have Allen. You still have all of these guys in the inside. So we, this defense was great last year. They're going to be very, very, like when I say top two, They'll be top two defense in the league. And who eats off of the D-line? It's the defensive backs. If I was out there playing behind that D-line, I wouldn't even backpedal. I'd get it seven yards, sit right there, and wait on quarterbacks to throw me balls. All right? Because I'm going to tell you something about NFL. The quarterbacks don't make mistakes. D-linemen make the quarterback make mistakes. All right? And if you got a D-line prone to get back there and make these dudes uncomfortable, the D-Bs start eating. So don't be shocked that we have two, uh, two or three dudes make it to the Pro Bowl because of this defensive line. Legitly, I and they're just the way it goes. So when I look at this team, man, I, I think they are. I think they are a playoff team, and I think they got the taste in their mouth last year, so they know they can do it. And if you look at any team in the playoffs, we played the Super Bowl champs better than anybody, anybody. Uh, and we did that with Tyler Heineke. And I got some good feelings about Tyler Heineke too. I'm telling you this now. I can see the picture now. We've seen this before. Ryan Fitzmagic is gonna go in there and make it happen. All right. But then he always missed one or two games every year. I got a feeling if he lets Tyler Heineke into this game, Tyler Heineke is going to pull a Kurt Warner and he's not going to get that job back. And, and Kirk, I mean, and Heineke would probably be our quarterback for the next team. Wow. One thing I know is that Red Wolves guys and Heineke guys are the same. They chat <laughs> all the time. A Taylor Heineke guy is wearing a Red Wolves hat. I can bet on it. Hey, his last call for alcohol grabbed me a Heineke. Let me ask you this, uh, Fred. Being a cornerback, I know you watch wide receivers just as closely mm -hmm. as you watch cornerbacks. Yeah. What do you think of the new wide receiver room? I mean, we don't know who's going to be the final six, maybe seven, but yeah. Just what, what they've done this offseason with, with the wide receivers position. I love the addition of Curtis Samuel. He's a wild card. He's what we call a joker. When you bring him in the lineup, you can literally bring three wide receivers with him in the line, four wide receivers with him in the lineup. And as a defensive player, we don't know where he's lining up at. He can play tailback. He can play inside slot. He can play outside. We don't know. And he's going to be the guy that they always move it. Because he's the guy that can literally take handoffs and run, 
catch the ball and run. He amazing yak player. So getting the ball in his hands will change everything. Cam Sims has always been my underdog in that room. I love the way Cam Sims play. I think he took a huge step last year. I think he's gonna continue to take a step. People forget about Antonio Gandy Goldie. So we, we got we got some guys in that room, but I'm hearing a lot about Diami Brown. I'm hearing that. He reminds them of almost Devontae Adams, the way he runs routes and how big and strong and fast this kid is. So mm. I think we got another draft pick with that. So when you look at a room like that, that's kind of top to bottom, a good room and everybody fighting for reps. And, and of course, scary Terry McLaurin going to do what he has to do. So like I said, I got this team winning the NFC East and going back to the playoffs again. That's how good I feel about this team right now. Mm. And and that's with uh, multiple quarterbacks playing again. Then, I know. I, like I said, I just got a feeling it's gonna be very Kirk Warner esque that Tyler Hankey gonna get in the game and he gonna wheel off by five straight wins. It happens. <laughs> We've seen this picture before. And don't forget, we playing seventeen games this year. All right, so yeah. it's gonna be right. a different year. Like people gonna look at the stats at the end of the year and be like, "Oh my God, seven receivers had a hundred catches." Yeah. We're playing 17 games now. So the stats are going to go up. Records are in danger of being broken. In the next 10 years, you're going to see a lot of records being shattered because of that 17 game. So it changes everything. So the Redskins draft you in the second round. You show up. Daryl Green's there. I mean, got to be exciting for a guy who plays corner. I'd love to hear about it. Yeah. Well, first of all, I remember walking into my DB room for the first time, and I had Deion Sanders, which is my idol. I had Daryl Green. <laughs> what? He didn't done it all. I had Champ Bailey, who was the youngster at that group at the time. Now I come in, I'm the youngster. We had Mark Carrier, Sam Shade. This room was packed. I turned to Marty. Like, why did you waste this draft hit on me? This room is packed. But I got to learn from some of the greats, uh, if not the greatest corners to ever play the game. So I really, I just had a, you know how you walk in the all-you-can-eat buffet and you don't know what to eat yet? That's how it was. I walked in the Southern buffet and it was like, I'm going to learn from him, this from him, this from him, this from him. So I was set up for success easily set up for success and i was shocked to, to understand that it, hey marty had intentions of making sure that it was the two youngsters which was me and champ at the time would be the starters so i was like this crazy like never could never could paint this picture coming out of college uh, before high school and stuff and say yeah i'm gonna be on a team with these greats and i'm gonna play like that so it was it was different for me but it was humbling at the same time as you look around uh, the NFL today, do you who, who what corner do you see that that plays like Fred Smooth has your DNA? Ooh. Hey, hey, shockingly, William Jackson plays like me. I was very skinny, very long, and I can get the ball back. That was my skill. I was a thief. I tell people like this: Don't let your wife, I mean your daughters, grow up to date cornerbacks. Because one thing we taught <laughs> as cornerbacks is to lie, cheat, and steal. That's what we do. All right, that's what we do. Don't take us to church with you. All right, we, we are paid to do these things. So I, I like William Jackson as a corner. I like me, the way they pass the ball now, 
I, I would have had some inflated stats because they passed it a lot more than they did when I played. But uh, who else would I say? Uh, I love Jalen Ramsey, man. That's my guy. I, I love to watch Jalen Ramsey play because he plays with that edge you got to have to be a good cone in this league because I always tell people, we are out there playing with against the best athletes in the world doing everything that they doing going forward, going backwards. It's a very hard job. Most people don't understand how hard it is to be on their island. So you got to be kind of insane to be on this island because you literally can get beat for a 90-yard touchdown, but you got to come back the next drive and tell yourself you the shit. Right? I just got beat on national TV. All right? I got to still tell myself, yeah, you out of shit and you stink. I'm gonna keep on going. Like you gotta have, you gotta have that mindset, and that's the whole mindset of a defensive back. You you can't ever mentally give up on yourself. Uh, you ain't got a chance, no way. Now, I was gonna ask you, but I, I guess I got the answer now. In a passing league, I was gonna say, is this more opportunities for failures or just more opportunities for success? It's more opportunity for success. That's how I look at it. I used to always tell the coaches in the SEC and in and high school and stuff, I can't ever get to the league if y'all don't throw the ball at me. Give me a chance. And, like, when you finally get a, 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 a how should I say, a reputation, you know, they, they'll put in the game plan to kind of leave you alone. So every time I was on the opposing people's sideline, like, I'm, if I'm that, that corner, that's the direction we headed, I just talked to the coach the whole time. I ain't got time to talk trash to the players. You ain't the one calling the plays. He is calling these plays. He's the one. Let me go to the league. Throw it over here, please, sir. So I get on their nerves so much that eventually they have to try me. So it's, it's, it's just the game inside the game. Fred, who, who was your toughest cover in the league? Like, who, who gave you the most fits when you covered to all To all the wide receivers, much due respect. But my battles, a cornerback battle ain't with the wideout. It's with the quarterback. Mm. Put it like this. If Randy Moss got Nate Peterman quarterback, <laughs> I, I'm about to do him because the quarterback can't get him the ball. Has nothing to do with the wide receiver. Now, insert Peyton Manning, Steve McNair. Now we got problems. All right? So it's all about the quarterback. It's the quarterback dictates how good the wide receiver can be. Now it's a different when you got an A1 wide receiver with an A1 quarterback. Now you at the mercy of your defensive coordinator. And to all this, I tell people all the time, if a guy is great, we study them so much. We pick up habits with them. The most dangerous guy is a guy that we ain't studied. That guy that's the sixth wide receiver on the depth chart that got to play because two people got hurt when he come in the game. He's a mystery, right? We don't know him, but his team knows him. And he becomes ultimately the harder guy to check because I have no files on him. I have no mm. study on him. I, I don't know if he fast. I don't know if he quick. I don't know his best routes. I don't know anything. So it's always the quarterback. You show me a great quarterback, I'll show you a great some great receivers. They're just the way it goes. Right, it's one of those years. It's an odd year, but all but one division game is at the end of the season. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's been like that for a while. It's been people don't understand. They always say the division games for the end because now it becomes the run for the playoffs. They don't want to see you trying to get to the playoffs playing the Atlanta Falcons with two weeks to go. They want to show you playing the team you need to beat in the division. So I think it drums up excitement. Like I think the thing about it is 
that 17th game, now we always going to have these teams, and we all got these teams that we normally play, no matter what the schedule is. Like, we normally play Green Bay, right? just always. That's just the way it goes. We normally play uh, the Carolina Panthers. That's just the way it goes. We normally play the Ravens. Uh, so we have these teams that we just constantly play in that 17th game. We always keep these teams in that rotation. And I always tell people, every year, don't judge the schedule out for last year. These are not last year teams. The only team that's intact from last year is the Tampa Bay Bucks. They literally bowed back out 53. Hey, and draft as well. Like, I, I, I don't know how they pulled that one off. But <laughs> other than that, it's a new team and new for everybody. So when people look at the schedule and be like, oh, this team, this team, that ain't the team from last year. All right? You can go back and try to replay last year. We don't. At the end of the year, this is a new team. Now what I tell you about our team, if you look at the most talent under the age 25, that Washington roster is up there. All right? If not top one, top two. All right? We've got it right more than we've missed. All right? So we are right there. We are we are that team that's an Aaron Rodgers of what? Right? We are that team. Don't that, do it to him, Fred. Don't uh, no, do listen, listen, <laughs> hey, listen. We are Aaron Rodgers away. If you plugged Aaron Rodgers into this roster, we have a running game with Antonio Gibson. We have a tight end. We have an offensive line. We have receivers. He has a defense. Imagine this defense playing games where 75% of the game, they pass rushing because we lead the game. All right? Could you imagine that? Could you imagine this team letting their hair back and just rushing the passer because Aaron just, we up 14 that quick. All right? You can't tell me it wouldn't be a Super Bowl winning team. And I know what Aaron trying to do. He's trying, it's time to leave there. He want a city that he could connect to after football. And the one weakness of Green Bay is no after football life for a football player. Nothing. All you can do is be the greenskeeper. That's it. Now, when you attach to a city like the DMV, that's something he can always be a part of. And if he brings a ring here, he would probably have a street named out there. That's just the way it goes. Right? <laughs> so at the end of the day, he knows, just like Tom did, Sit down, look at the roster, defense, check, running game, check, offensive line, check, everything I need to win me a Super Bowl. So here goes the invitation to Aaron Rodgers. You want a ring? It's one over here sitting you right in the face. It's one right <laughs> over here sitting you in the face. Because this is what I know about Green Bay. The most overrated franchise of all time. If I told you a franchise had 50 plus years. Actually, 32 of them consecutively of Hall of Fame quarterback and got two rings to show for it. All right? That's who the Green Bay Packers are. Right? That's who they are. They had two Hall of Famers back to back and managed to get them one ring apiece. The Travis Sham mockery, we call the Green Bay Packers. All right? <laughs> the diva in the room, the dime piece. That, that you don't even know until you kiss her that she got a dead tooth in her mouth. It's a deal breaker. All right? That's what they are. So now Aaron Rodgers wants to come this way. He needs to come to this East Coast. Uh, he needs to come to a real city where the DMV got cities and states right here. Together like butt cheeks. Come on over here. Come on. Fred is the seller today. Sign me all the way up. Sign me up. I I I I saw it early on that Ron when he when he got to this team he started building it because you had all this young talent so he's building it 
and everybody, oh, you need to get your quarterback, get your quarterback. And it no. feels to me he's doing like the Phoenix Suns did in basketball. They mm-hmm. built their young team, and then they brought in the Chris Paul, the quarterback yep. Yep. <laughs> of the court. Mm-hmm. And it seemed, it feels that's what Ron is setting his team up to do. So whether that's a Aaron Rodgers or maybe a Russell Wilson, you know, yep. we're hearing the noise up there. Mm-hmm. They can come in and the team is ready, ring ready. Hey, Aaron Rodgers on the Washington. I don't care what the name is, right? I don't care what the name is. We'll be hosting the trophy. And, now, you know, the, the question is, one, is he going to report? Two, if the chance comes, is Riverboat Run the man to trade for a quarterback during the season? That's the key. Is he that type of guy that will say, you know what? We might have to give up when our D linemen, which we have tons of them. So you might have to give up a Deron Payne in this trade. Two first rounders. I like to make this happen. No problem. No problem. Make the trade. And I tell you, the day they make the trade, we're most definitely in the NFC Championship. Now, what happens after that? Them four quarters after that, we'll see can we go to a Super Bowl. <laughs> Greg, you got the podcast with Chicken Side. I was happy that y'all got to do that because I don't know what was it three years ago when you and Chick were on 980. I just yeah. swore they were going to keep you uh, guys together on that. So I'm happy about the podcast. Tell us a little bit about what y'all got going on there. Oh, yeah, we got the Chicken Smoother, that's your opinion podcast on the Bleed Network. But we also got a new show coming. Uh, it's a TV show that's coming. And uh, it's me, Chick, and Zabin. So I got the king of TV uh-huh. talk. All right, on the left-hand side and on the right-hand side, I got the king of sports talk radio, and it's going to be fun. Listen to me. This one will be a lot of fun, plus all the stuff that I do with the team. So I'm going to have a lot of fun this season. I think we all going to have a lot of fun this season because for, for once in a lifetime, we have a team that just ain't going to be spotty, mean good this year, maybe good this year, good next year. We're going to be good, 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 and continue to get better. So it's a great time to be a Washington fan other than not having a name. Uh, it's a great time being a Washington fan right now. Fred, where can they? Uh, where can the people find you online for those that don't know? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. That's where I be at, you know, and that's uh, Smooth 21 Sean T. That's where you can find me at most of the time. I'm not really active on IG. I get on there a little bit, but I, I, I like conversation. Twitter t- seems to be more intelligent conversation. Instead of just trying to tell all everything by pictures. So I like conversation, you know. Brad, we thank you. We appreciate you for joining us today. This has been a lot of fun. A whole lot of fun. You bring a lot of energy to the to the place wherever you at. Hey man, that's what it is. Like my grandma say, it don't cost a dollar to be yourself. <laughs> well, we thank, thank you, you very much. Have a good no one. No problem, fellas. All right. All right.